This is Lewis from Jolly, and you're listening to Sonic Perspective. Jolly loves you. And welcome to another interview here at Sonic Perspectives. My name is Austin Coquel, contributing author and interviewer with the Sonic Perspectives team. And uh, coming up this month, a band who's been in and out of our collective conscious for the past five or so years is finally back in full force. None other than the incredible Jolly out of New York. And tonight, to give us all the latest from the land where everything's perfect, I'd like to welcome jolly drummer and minister of propaganda, Lewis Abramson. Hello, sir. How you doing, Austin? I, forgive me if you hear me swearing or if I get cut off. I'm in the middle of uh, driving right now, driving back from practice. So I might get a, a bit of road rage. This will be so. interesting then. That's quite all right. Yeah. We'll, uh, we're, we're along Beware. for the ride, literally and figuratively. Okay. So uh, we'll just get right into it here. Um, I mean, the, the big news right now is the, the new album, Family, which some of us have had for a number of years now, or at least bits and pieces of it, <laughs> is being released this month, June of 2019. Uh, so, you know, we had Audio Guide Part 2, the Audio Guide to Happiness Part 2 in what, spring of 2013, so we've got about six years since then. What's been going on in Jollyland for the past several years? Uh, a lot has gone on you know, since we released our, our last album. Uh, we, we finished the production of Audio Guy 2 during, in the midst of Hurricane Sandy, so I was homeless at the time. I was living with Joe, and uh, yeah, there's a lot going on. I basically was, it was mixing the album uh, while living in Joe's spare room, and uh, um, you know, and then we did a nice little Indiegogo campaign to help us, uh, you know, because all our equipment got wrecked and we needed to fulfill our obligations to tour with Riverside to support the new album. So uh, our fans came through and um, allowed us to do that. So we did some touring, and over the years we did a few tours here and there. We played some cruises. Uh, two of us have had children. Um, we started new careers, and uh, all the while trying to figure out exactly how Jolly fits into our lives. So been a lot of soul searching it's been you know um we entered our 30s long story short you know audio guide we were all in our late 20s and now we're in our 30s and uh we kind of had to figure out okay this jolly thing how does it actually fit into reality and uh i think six years later we figured it out well good i mean some people try for decades and don't figure it out so Kudos to you guys on that. Would you say sort of what you've gone through, you know, um, between Sandy and, you know, two of you guys having kids and, uh, you know, I think, I think even, uh, Joe got married during that and everything. I mean, there's been a lot of different stuff going on. I know a lot of family was sort of sketched out before the Patreon kicked off in 2015, but do you think sort of your life events helped kind of mold the album along the way at all? Absolutely. I mean, family spans uh, many years and uh, it spans many, many eras and many moods that we had and kind of all comes together. Um, 
yeah, it, it just it, it just represents so much. I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to pinpoint it into one thing, but yeah, it's right. Joe got married. I got married uh, in that time. Both had kids. Um, yeah, a lot has happened. It's, it's hard to kind of, it's hard to do the, uh, you know, the little life flashing before your eyes thing. Cause it's just been, it's been so much. And for me, anyway, for me personally, the biggest thing has just been, um, going from your twenties to your thirties for me yeah. and during my thirties and really trying to figure out, figure out life. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a big deal. And then having a rock band, it's, uh, it's very easy to say, uh, well, I'm in my 30s now. I shouldn't be in a rock band anymore unless I'm really doing this full time. And, uh, you know, when you have kids, doing a band full time has other implications. So, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, a lot, with, is, a lot of God with Patreon. I mean, you guys have kind of made it work. I mean, it took a little while to get sort of the the uh, get into a rhythm there. But once you did, I mean, you started cranking stuff out and it's like it's. I mean, personally, like I said, I've I've been with it since, you know, the Patreon launched. So I've kind of seen it grow and evolve and see the track listing change and some of the artwork, you know, be added and taken out, whatever. Like, And all of a sudden, here we are and we have it. And it just feels a little unreal to me that it actually happened. And, and you know, it's like I said, when we were introducing you, it's like you guys are back. And I'm sure some of your fans, you know, some of the jolly faithful, the, the jellies, were a little worried about what was happening with the band for, for spells there. And I mean, I, I, from what I can tell, you know, I, I've become friends with a lot of your fans as well. And, um, you know, I think everyone kind of stuck it out with you. And we'll, I mean, what, what does that yeah. mean to you? Yeah. You know what? That's, that, that's really true. And, 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 uh, completing this album in the, in the midst of having taken so long and having the fans still there waiting for us. And, you know, we've apologized, uh, just so many times throughout the years and, Everybody's just kind of saying, it's okay, take your time, just, just you know, just keep going. Yeah. And uh, there's just been so many times where, like, we would work on it, and then it would just, it would come to, like, a dead halt. Like, you know, one, one example is when my son was born, you know, um, it just kind of like, whoa, you know, it, it, it really put a damper on things. Um, but eventually, it just started eating, so we kind of stopped for a while, and then eventually it started eating away at us. We're just like, we, we've got to finish this, you know, we've got to do this, because... Um, it, it was just burning inside of us and everybody just sat there waiting. You know, our fans just sat there waiting and uh, I got to say, what a beautiful thing that finally we committed to finishing it. We did it. We're, we're so proud of it. And, uh, and, and you guys, you know, you guys are all there still. And uh, it's just, it's a truly remarkable thing. Now, when I'm talking about Jolly figuring out what, you know, where Jolly fits in reality, you know, in our thirties, for me, this is where it is, you know, just being able to come together with, with the rest of the guys in the band and, and finish this album. And then to actually have people that care about it and that appreciate it. Uh, and they, you know, and our, on our patient waiting, it, it's a truly just beautiful thing. I mean, that is the complete transaction for me. All the, all the money that we, that we, you know, suck from you guys. <laughs> it's all just to, uh, to actually, fund the enterprise you know it's like we we don't make any money from this and uh we discovered that we actually don't give a shit about that we don't we don't care it's yeah. just uh it's just a, a, a privilege to be able to uh to work on art and um and have people consume it people care about it yeah and i mean that's you know we've just seen it 
there have been rumblings that the album has been building and building. And since the actual official announcement that, you know, pre-orders are open and shirts are coming your way. And, you know, if you want a signed copy, the deluxe version, all this stuff, you know, the, the uh, fun sort of, you know, sort of the headache merch, you know, marketing part for you guys. But the um, the fun swag part for the fans, it's like. I think it's like the, we, I don't know, we collectively, it's like just like a big release for all the fans that it's here and it's happening. And uh, you guys are going out on tour in a few weeks. And uh, yeah, it's like it's, it's, it's back, you know, it's amazing. It's like, yeah, a, like having see, seen the, uh, when we, when we actually got the album back, you know, from getting impressed, it was surreal actually holding it because we've been looking at this cover for years yeah. and it's like, you know, you, everybody has been. And then I actually, we actually opened a box and picked up the CD, and I was like, I've been, I've been visualizing. I, like, whenever we start working on a new album, it's always like, man, I can't wait to hold it. Yeah. You know, I just can't wait to actually be holding something that exists outside of concepts and ideas, like an actual physical thing. I guess that's why people still buy CDs. It's not obviously not for the, uh, you know, for the utility of it. It's just because yeah. it represents the tangible existence of. Of, of something and yeah, for us, you the, own the it. music and the album yeah you own it you have it you can hold it and what a great feeling to actually hold it and and that's what we said we're like it's here it's it we did it we made it and 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 now we can we can give it to you guys we've been dying to give it to you guys for so long yeah finally we can do it well especially where like with audio guide 2 i mean i remember hearing the stories where you know, it, it existed. It's only physical form was on like an external hard drive and like, yeah. you know, on a wing and a prayer, yeah. it ended up not floating like in the Atlantic ocean. Like you guys somehow had the album still. So yeah. Oh my see, goodness. Yeah. And then again, it's, it's because go, I happened to be like fi- doing final touches on the mix, uh, right when the storm hit. So I was like, okay, we're going to go, I'll go stay with my, uh, my mother-in-law for a few days. And in the process, I'll just, yeah, I might as well just bring my, I'll drive and do these little mixes. I might be there for four or five days. Turned out being turned out being more like four or five months. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, luckily, just the timing was right, and and I, and I scooped them up. I lost pretty much everything that I owned except for the uh, audio guide to hard drives, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Jesus. Well, a couple, I mean, a couple of a couple of ugly T-shirts too. Yeah. I might have seen one of those one time. Yeah, um, <laughs> I tried to pawn one off on you. <laughs> you know, it, it's by all means you hold on to the jolly history. I mean, you, know, <laughs> you be the curator of that. Um, Fair enough. So, you know, talking a little bit about the band. I mean, for for anybody who just kind of listens to our interviews, sort of, you know, for the hell of it and do, isn't quite familiar with you guys. You know, as I mentioned, you're the drummer. Um, but, you know, you kind of wear multiple different hats. Like I said, you, you sort of do a lot of the social media and marketing and everything. Um, you occasionally do vocals. But I, yeah, I also mix and produce the albums yeah. as well. Yep, which is, yeah, quite a, a feather in your cap because all the albums sound awesome. And, um, you. and you also do producing work like freelance, too, I believe. Um, yeah, or, here and there. Uh, yeah, when, it, when it comes in, it's kind of for fun on the side, a little side hustle. Um, but most of my... Most of my um, most of my producing efforts go into Jolly. Yeah, sure. And then you also do some backup vocals, like on um, on Firewell. You kind of do the the Devin Townsend esque, you know, harsh vocals, if you will. And uh, and then I believe. <laughs> well, on... I'll tell you what. There's there's little uh, there's little uh, Easter eggs of Lewis all around. There's there's sometimes 
there's a little guitar in there that might be me. There's a little keyboard that might be me. Uh, a little, uh, little bass maybe even. Yeah. You know, so yep, yeah, it's there so, somewhere. Um, it's all over. Well, that's the cool thing about you guys. You all kind of have a DIY attitude with with the band, especially when it comes to music videos and everything. Like you guys have done, you know, cell animation and all kinds of stuff. But um, we've got Anthony on bass and uh, backup vocals, and then Joe Riley on keyboards, and uh, Anna Dale, the uh, the mysterious gypsy esque <laughs> Jimi Hendrix frontman on uh, lead vocals and most guitars, probably 98%, I'd guess. And uh, that's the band. But, I mean, talking about you guys, you know, before we before I called you just now, I was just sort of jotting down just from my own memory some of the tours and, you know, festivals you've been on and everything. And you guys have played a lot of stuff. I mean, just, just I've, I listed it out. You toured with Riverside, Pure Reason Revolution, Scale the Summit, The Reign of Kindo, Big Elf, um, probably some others who have been on some of those tours. I can't even remember. Um, you've headlined, I believe, Prague Power Europe. You were on Progressive Nation at Sea, Cruise to the Edge 2015, Progtoberfest, Rosfest. Um, you opened for Flying Colors and, I believe, the Winery Dogs at the Best Buy Theater in New York. And now, like we said earlier, you're uh, going to Europe again for the first time in a while uh, in June. Yeah. And you're playing like four or five dates all over Europe and you're doing some festival dates with like the flower Kings and focus and IQ and you're playing Deboderai. So it's like for just a, for guys who do this, like part time is even putting it nicely. Like you're basically like a reservists of a band. You guys have played a lot of places and with a lot of like really esteemed bands. So like, I mean, what the hell has that journey been like for you? It's been amazing. I mean, we've just, we've just, tried tried to take it one opportunity at a time but um yeah that's that's one thing when we were kind of regrouping in this in this six-year hiatus phase uh you know we all miss touring and we all we all love it every time we go you know you end up living with kind of living with a new band for an extended period of time or living with new people and the crew too and uh it's always so interesting it's a it's a different kind of social experiment that you become part of that that's different than anything else i've done um, you know, I guess it's kind of like being in a fraternity. I don't know, but you, you know, you, you're, you're around somebody for so long and you go through a routine with, with, with people every day for an extended period of time. And then you get to know them, you get to know their quirks and all of a sudden you're really close with them. And then all of a sudden it's over. And that's another yeah. interesting thing. So it has this bittersweet thing and it makes it kind of more beautiful because it's so fleeting, but yet you're so, uh, you're so close to these people for, for so long. And just recently, uh, maybe two weeks ago, we played our first show in, I guess, like two years, in a long time. Yeah. And it was opening for Riverside. And so we've done multiple tours of Riverside. We've toured with them in Europe a couple times, U.S. We've played on, the, on cruise with them. Uh, we're really close with these guys. Like, these guys are just the best. And this is the first uh, show we've done in years, and it was kind of like a reunion. And uh, also very bittersweet because this is the first time we've seen we've seen the band since Scrooge died, and uh, you know we were pretty close to him. That was that was that was rough, uh, but um, but it was beautiful because um, it was kind of like old times almost. Yeah, and you know we we hit the stage with them again, and we played a couple of new tracks, and and it felt great. It really did, and um, yeah, I, I love we love touring. And you know, funny thing about us is for some odd reason. 
we just get along really well, uh, the four of us in Jolly. We get along really well uh, because we're, we're the four of us are very stupid. I mean, if you've ever <laughs> if you ever watched the the single, uh, you know, the Jolly Show cartoon that we made, that's that's uh, the reason we we love that so much is because it's a very good indication of how we actually are together. Just just nonstop stupid conversation, and you know, there's been times where uh, you know Marius, the singer of Riverside, we'd get out of a car that we've just been driving like you know, 3000 miles in Europe and we're, you know, we're, we're getting out of the car talking and it's just like, are, are you got, did you guys just meet? Like <laughs> you guys were just driving for 12 hours and you're we come out of the car, you know, just like mid loud conversation. Like what's your favorite movie? It's like, did you guys just meet each other? Like, what is it? <laughs> but, uh, but we love that because we love spending time together and, um, we figured out how to get along and, uh, and then meeting the other bands. It's always just, uh, it's a beautiful thing. I look forward to doing it more. You know, unfortunately now uh, the long tours are not quite as much of an option as they used yeah. to be. You know, with family and all. But uh, but either way, we're the goal is every year to make a new album, go out, play some shows, meet some new bands, meet some new people, reunite with old fans, and, uh, and just do it over again. Well, it's the crazy thing to me that you know, in a time where it's quite possibly harder than ever to be an actual successful quote-unquote band um the fans i think due to just the the omnipresence of social media are more demanding that you play near them than ever you know it's like i live in yeah. like hairy armpit nebraska come here and play at like the local you know hole in the wall please and it's like well gee, you know <laughs> we'd love to but like how about you travel four hours and come see us like you know in like the next state over or something you know it's like we're coming there yeah. you know or the classic mike portnoy where it's like hey mike when are you gonna be in south america and he's like i was just there last month you know <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah like exactly you, just, you can't win for trying but um yeah no it's um it's really cool i think seeing you guys with riverside again especially because on um on this wasteland tour i mean like you said it's the first full album of all new material they've done since Groods, and um you know i think it's been bittersweet for the fans who've been with, along for the ride with them as well just kind of seeing it all play out and everything and i think it's really cool that you know they're they're huge in Europe and huge in Poland especially of course yeah and yeah, they um, are. and they put on an amazing show if somebody's listening to this and they haven't seen Riverside just go the next time you possibly can like i remember you know you and me lewis watching them uh, on on the 2013 tour the audio guide 2 tour that you guys are on we were in that little yeah. uh, beach bar in uh Isle of Palms, South Carolina, watching Riverside put on a world-class gig from like five feet yeah. from the stage, unobstructed yeah. view. And it's like, and just yeah, the, I remember. the power they bring to the stage is just so phenomenal. But I think it's really cool that with everything they have going on and, you know, that you, obviously you guys couldn't do the whole tour with them. It's just not feasible for you. Right. That they still mm -hmm. found a way to bring you out for that one hometown show of yours and like involve yeah. you guys. I think that speaks volumes. Yeah, it, was, it was wonderful. Yeah. I mean, the old friends of ours, I mean, we saw they were coming. We, we were like, okay, well, we're going to Europe soon. Maybe, you know, let's reach out to them. See, we want to maybe want to play a show. And they were like, yep, let's do it. And it, it was, it was great. And you're right. Those guys are pros. They, when we first played a show with them, it was what, 2010, uh, maybe the seventh show we ever played as a band was opening for Riverside <laughs> in Europe uh, in front of like, I don't know, 2000 people. 
And uh, it was mind blowing. I mean, that's one of the, one of the most amazing experiences of my life. And they were pros back then. So yeah. they were big back then, you know, and, and they've just gotten better and better. And yeah, those guys, are, those are real rock stars. Totally. Yeah. And um, I'm glad they're still going. I mean, I, a lot of people weren't sure what the fate of the band was even going to be a few years ago. And the fact that we still have yep. them, we have a new album is just phenomenal. So um, one thing I wanted to ask, though, it's sort of weird that, you know, Jolly has always sort of, for lack of a better way to phrase it, sort of railed against being classified as like prog because you guys aren't really you're, you're sort of ungenrifiable. And yet the prog fan base the prog world seems to be sort of the most accepting for you. And it's, it's crazy seeing you guys on like cruise to the edge or, you know, prog, you know, progressive nation at sea or whatever. Um, and you know, again, just in a few weeks, you're going to be out with like the flower Kings focus IQ, you know, these like pretty hardcore proggy bands. And you're going to be yeah. playing like Ava, for example, and, you know, <laughs> it starts with like eighties chip tune. And it's like, how, how do you guys like come to terms with that kind of, juxtaposition there yeah i don't know i i i think i think like the whole is jolly prog thing i think yes i think when you think of what what prog means in its purest form uh i mean progressive you know i like to think of it as like whatever you classify a band like faith no more as yeah you know prog people love faith no more um uh and they're like you know maybe we're a little more proggy than faith no more because you know we we do the, 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 the crazy time signature thing that changes lots of parts and all that stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that, that prog fans take to, uh, you know, they have a high attention span for music and we create songs that kind of demand that you listen because if you're not really listening, they'll probably either sound noisy or boring or both. Uh, you know, it's kind of like, um, it demands attention and prog fans give attention to the music they're listening to. So that already kind of sets them up. Then, then you could talk about is it their taste or not? Well, that all depends on the listener, but at the very least, if they're giving the attention there, um, they'll probably, they'll probably find something that they like. And, uh, you know, we're not overtly in your face in any certain way. We're not the heaviest band out there. We're not the most technical band out there. You know, our singer doesn't have the highest voice out there. We don't do crazy solos. I mean, we do. We do a little of all these things, but mm-hmm. um, we're just kind of almost like a, a an alternative band gone haywire, yeah. an alternative rock band uh, on some kind of prog crack. So I don't like really a... know. I've asked people, like, like, what do you think? What do you think in terms of how Jolly is, is classified as prog? How, how does that? How do you? Uh, how do you justify that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I know that's a rhetorical question, but just me, it's like, I look at it as... I was actually asking Oh, all right. Well, well, then good thing I had an answer ready. Uh, (laughs) It's, um, to me, it's like, that's, that to me is what Prague should be. You know, don't get me wrong. I love Emerson, Lake and Palmer and yes. And, you know, Jethro Tull, thick as a brick and all that stuff. And, you know, even some of the eighties, you know, Merlion and, you know, so on and so forth. But like, to me it shouldn't sound like the same freaking thing for 40, 50 years. You know, if you want to do that, that's fine. That's your choice. Go for it and own it, but don't pigeonhole everyone else into the same thing, you know? And where, when people get pissed when like younger guys like you or, um, you know, I don't know, I can't think who, thank you scientist or somebody else, you know, in sort of the, the twenties, thirties, early forties range, 
incorporate elements from Faith No More or Tool or something. And they're like, well, that doesn't belong in Prague. It's like anything yeah. belongs in Prague as long as it works, you know? So Yeah, and, that's... and you know, I, I actually think the uh, the Prague community is, is, is pretty damn open-minded in those terms. Uh, yeah. You know, maybe there's some old school people who are a little, uh, a little set in their ways, but when you see a band like Raina Kindo touring with a band like Scale the Summit, it just shows, and Jolly, you know, it just shows you, like, Raina Kindo is just like, like a sweet, just a delicious treat of music, in my opinion. Just so good, and like, I wouldn't call them Prague, but they tour with bands like Cynic, and <laughs> like I said, Scale of Summit, and yeah. because they're just so good. Prague fans, they hear it, and they're just like, that's just good, and I like it, and yep. I like music. Prague, Prague really, I think, your, your average Prague fan is just, like I said, somebody who gives a lot of attention to the music they listen to. And that's why they tend to not just listen to, you know, just radio pop. You know, that maybe maybe they like pop, but they're not sitting there examining the pop music. They're, you know, after a while you understand it and they move on to more complex things. And uh, you also see a lot of these, these kinds of fans that like at Prague Power Europe, they've got all sorts of cool, crazy bands there. And, and the... The guys who run that festival are always trying to find new bands to surprise their mm-hmm. the community they have there, or you know, having the, having the people at the festival decide who's the next who's the next interesting band you want to see, and they're always trying to like break the mold of what Prague means. And um, I'm actually pretty impressed with how open-minded the the Prague community is, and I think that's why uh, they just by default embrace Jolly more than any other yeah. uh, scene. Well, and and I think you you struck a chord there with kind of the the pop comparison that, you know, something that's poppy can still work in the prog scene. I mean, look at Joy, for example, your your song from uh, Audio Guide 1. It's probably my top three favorite Jolly songs. And other than sort of the breakdown section in the middle that gets a little, you know, syncopated and time signature-y and everything, it's a very poppy, very, you know, sultry, sweet kind of song. And... Yeah. And it works. It falls in perfectly in the track listing too, and and it, I think it's a crowd favorite as well. So there's something I agree. To say yeah, for that. nothing wrong with a catchy melody. Yeah. Yep. And I, actually, that's as I progress on a personal level, I go from you know I was a metalhead growing up, and I I always will be, but you know I go from like Pantera to to Dream Theater to now it's like. Now I just want melody and composition and a good groove. You know, I'll take a five-minute groove like Anathema that builds and builds over just like how many notes can you play like any right. day now. Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, and one thing I want to touch on, you know, talking about sort of jolly history here, um, you guys being around for, God, over over 10 years now. Um, yeah, I this, noticed... this summer will be the 10th anniversary of our first album. That's awesome. Well, and that's that's actually what I wanted to ask. I noticed uh, on Family, it looks like it's being released under 4612 Records now. So, I mean, <laughs> if people are doing, you know, or if people are paying attention, they'll obviously pick on what that pick up on what that is. But um, tell us about 4612 Records. Well, right now, 4612 Records is just uh, our own little private label to mm-hmm. release um, jolly stuff. Um, this is our first self-released album we've ever done. So. Um, you know, this is new to us. We're kind of starting anew the process of of our of our our, our album cycle of self releasing, then booking some shows, playing some shows, and and then going back to writing and, and so forth. We don't want to take six years doing the next album, so um, we're kind of starting new here. Um, we've got our you know 
like I said, we're not releasing under any label, so we figured, you know, why not commemorate our first album? Let's start our own label. Maybe one day there'll be other bands, but for now it's just us and uh, kind of houses uh, family and, and future releases. Yeah. And speaking of future releases, um, sounds like you guys have some ideas kind of starting to percolate a little bit for the follow-up to family, possibly? Uh, yep, we've got we've got some songs. Um, we've got some demos, absolutely. Um, after we play these shows, we're going to we're gonna get to writing a little more aggressively. But yeah, there's already, there's already some uh, irons in the fire, as I say. Yeah, and that'll be album number five, which is pretty incredible considering you know 10 years in and a six-year sort of um i don't even know what to call it not yeah. a hiatus necessarily but just uh i don't know off and on this that you know you guys yeah. are still averaging you know an album every two well we'll see when the next one comes out before we start yeah, doing yeah, that yeah. but i mean still right. though i mean you guys are somehow keeping consistent like i said once you got going with the patreon we were getting you know a new song every month or two um yeah. do you do you think you might approach something similar with the follow-up, or is it too early still? I'd, I'd like to I'd like to get some uh, get some get some demos more fucked out. See how we could start a new uh, Patreon cycle. The system works really great for us. It allows us to to do the self-release. You know, we're able to get an inventory of albums. We're able to uh, book some shows. You know, uh, it's amazing how much this stuff costs. It's an expensive hobby. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, this system works. We're, we're going to, like I said, push out some demos and see if we can get the cycle going again sooner than later. Awesome. And uh, one, you know, another thing I wanted to ask is uh, we've had a couple music releases, or I'm sorry, music video releases with Family, which is, again, impressive considering everything you've had going on. Um, I believe r- shortly after the Patreon started, you had Ava as the sort of lead-off single. And then uh, maybe about a year ago, God, I don't know if it was a year ago or not, but it probably was, uh, we had Let Go, which um, is a really cool song. It's probably your longest song to date. And the yeah. video for it almost felt like like a living tribute to Jolly. Um, so talk <laughs> a little bit about that that song and, you know, the, the instrumentation behind it, you know, lyrics, whatever you want to tell us about it. But I also want to hear about the video because, like, God, you guys must have dug deep into the archives for some of that footage. Yeah, yeah, the video, um, yeah, that kind of that kind of spawned later on. We, we started filming the video and we had some ideas for a concept and, and we decided, you know what, let's, 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 you know, that was like our first foray into coming back into family and let's like, kind of get the old band back together. And we started digging into archive footage and uh, when we put it all together and saw it over that long song, uh, it was like, wow, it's, 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 I'm glad we made that because it kind of commemorates a lot of what we've done in our, in, you know, in our career up, up to this date. And that song itself, um, that was the hardest song to complete just because um, that, that song, it was so long, obviously. It's like three or four songs in one. And um, it just, it was the first song that we released on Patreon uh, after the initial launch. The initial launch had a few songs that were already complete. But that was the first one where we actually started the the campaign. And while we're making that song, my son was born, and and, and all sorts of life changes happened. My I changed my career, um, so uh, that song was hard. You know, we could not let go of let go. It it just went on forever, and that's why it's the longest song we've made. But 
getting that song completed was a big step in, in actually finishing Family. It really, it really felt like, okay, we, we got this load off our, our, our back. Let's, let's power forward and let's, let's finish this. And so, you know, I think it still took us a while to regroup after that, but um, I think maybe once we got Circuit Heaven, or, or I can't remember what the next song was, uh, mm-hmm. uh, we felt like, okay, it's easier than let go. Let's just keep going. <laughs> yeah, right. It's all downhill. <laughs> yeah. So, so like I said earlier, you guys are playing Europe in a few weeks. Um, you've got, I think, four dates, five dates. Um, tell us about where you're playing and kind of why you decided to go with those cities, because I, I think you're revisiting some places you've been to, right? Yeah, you know, we just wanted to, and it's been a long time since we've played, we wanted to do some headline shows and just, just see what it's like. It's been years, and, uh, you know, not hasn't been a lot going on with Jolly other than working on this album little by little. So... You know, we want to play. Uh, want to play some headline shows and play some places that we've played before and see what kind of turnout we get. And uh, and just this is a starting point for us. Like I said, we're finding a new, you know, self self uh, fully DIY album cycle, and and that includes writing, recording, releasing, and playing some shows. So this is kind of our starting point. We're gonna see like, okay, how does it go? Um, since since we got booked for a festival, we figured this is the perfect time. Let's just book a couple of shows, see how they go, and uh, we'll take it from there. We'll do you know a tiny bit of promotion. It's going to be very modest um, because this is just our starting point. And then for the next album cycle, we'll do some tweaks. Maybe we revisit the cities. Maybe we pick new cities. Maybe we do more shows. We'll see. But for now, it's just kind of like let's just start somewhere and uh, see how see how it goes. Yeah, and um, you said you're doing headlining shows. Are you guys going to have any local openers or anything, or is it just like an evening with Jolly? Yeah, yeah, we've got a couple of uh, we've got a, we've got some local openers for the shows. I think in Paris and in London uh, and in Cologne. Um, yeah, we've got some local bands. Cool. And where can people go to find out tour dates and all that stuff? I mean, obviously, probably your Facebook page. Anywhere else online? Yeah, go to jollybands.com and uh, I think maybe slash tour to see the dates. But if you go to jollyband.com, you'll see there's a there's a icon for tour dates, cool. and then you can buy the tickets right on the website. Excellent. And uh, one thing I want to talk about because we're we're almost out of time here. Um, I wanted to talk about. I wanted to kind of revisit uh, Riverside, and, you know, the show from a couple weeks ago. You had a very special guest in the audience that night, um, who <laughs> might have gotten a shout out from the crowd. Uh, what What was that moment like for you? Oh man, that was one of the greatest moments of my life. I'll say, my son, my three year old boy, little Louie, was in the crowd. He was the first time he ever saw his dad play, and uh, I just, I mean. You know, all the parent cliches, all the all the things that parents say, uh, you know, when you have kids and you have a connection with your kids, it's, it's unlike anything. And uh, seeing my kid in the crowd looking at his daddy and with his little ear protectors on and and uh, and my um, my father-in-law holding him up on his shoulders and and, and the spotlight on him and all the crowd saying, <laughs> hi, Louie, and he's clapping and. It was just beautiful. Like I, I imagined like talking. I got up in the middle of the show and I went to the mic and I basically told the audience that my son is there and, and I directed them to all say hi to him. And I figured that I wouldn't be able to see him. Or I wouldn't even be sure if he was there. Maybe he left. Maybe 
it was too loud for him. Maybe he hated it, but he was right there in the front sitting on my father-in-law's shoulders and, uh, and they managed to put the lights on him and everyone could see him. And then when everyone said, hi, Louie, and he, he just started clapping and it was, it was so <laughs> cute, so sweet. Um, you know, that's, that's something I've always wanted my son to see me play. That was the first time. And, and he just loved it and he wouldn't stop talking about it after. It was truly a beautiful experience. Awesome. That's like perfect right there. Um, well, I guess, like I said, we're kind of running a little short. Is there anything you want to talk about? I mean, obviously there's a ton you could probably talk about with family and you're welcome to, uh, you know, the tour coming up, you know, Jolly version 4.0 or whatever we're on now is, is going. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, anything you want to talk about before we wrap it up? I mean, just, just that I, I gotta say again, how grateful I am for, you know, fans like you, you know, you've been, you've been a Jolly fan for a long time. And I, uh, I appreciate it to such a degree that, I mean, I can't even say it. like, it just, it really, it, it really means a lot. And like, I know you with you, it's a little different because I, I kind of know you personally and, uh, you know, you're a friend of mine. So you're a friend who is a Jolly fan and that's how we met. Um, so I'm grateful for that. I'm also just grateful for the, all the people out there, you know, like, you know, we, 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 we had our album out for pre-order yesterday or was it today? I don't know. And, um, you know, and I'm seeing all these names, these people buying the album and I don't know who they are and they're just in some country somewhere. And I mean, that's just beautiful. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's just beautiful to be able to, to make something and have people care about it. I, I can't say it enough. I, I feel like I feel so fulfilled in my, in my soul, uh, and so relieved that we, we decided that, that doing this for a living is not, is not the goal. Uh, I mean, certainly that would be nice given the right circumstances, but that's, that's not, that's not going to dictate whether or not we do this. And, uh, we just want to do it. We just, we just want to get together and make music and, and give it to you guys. And, and we think that we're kind of finding a way to do that. Uh, and, and I, I am just so grateful. I'm happier for it. And, and that's the other good thing about Prague is uh, we're young bucks. <laughs> I mean, I'm in my mid thirties, <laughs> but but yet I'm uh, you know I'm young on the scene. So you know we could do this for another twenty, thirty, forty years, and uh, and it wouldn't be weird. And I want to keep doing it. And that's that's kind of what we're setting ourselves up for with this release. It's just kind of here's our starting point for the uh, you know the uh, retirement of our soul, our soul retirement, or whatever you want to call it. Or kind of build the fund for fulfillment for for the next 20, 30 years and just keep doing this and, and growing it um, just for the sake of doing it. And we get to make art just for art's sake. And we release these weird songs. Some of them are like R&B songs. Some of them are 80s songs and metal songs and God knows what. And, and Jolly fans are cool with that. They, yeah. they know that, that we're just kind of like, we're exploring things artistically. And, uh, and uh, I'm just grateful. I'm so grateful for all of it. Yeah, well, we're grateful for you guys. I mean, like you said, it's this, uh, I would say this July, and it's sad that I can remember the exact month, but anyway, uh, this July, I've been a Jolly fan for eight years, and, um, you know, I remember it was the video for The wow. Pattern, The Pattern, and then uh, Radii that did it for me, the old acoustic video, and, you know, I remember traveling to San Francisco for a business trip at my old job, and I had my iPod Classic with uh, Audio Guide Part 1 on it, and I mean, you and I've talked about this, you know, I was going through some rough stuff then and, you know, yep. you guys didn't even know me other than a couple of tweets at that point. And yet like 
the music was there for me. And, you know, it's, I, I'm loyal to a fault to the bands that I care about. And, you know, the music was there for me, so I'm, I try to be there for you guys. And I think that's the same for a lot of the, uh, the jellies out there in the world. Yeah, it's, it's, it's truly a beautiful thing. A yeah. lot, a lot of, a lot of prog fans are like that. It's, 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 uh, you know, you guys really, and, and me too, you know, we, we care about the music and, and it's just a, a community of appreciation and, and, uh, and, and good vibes, just good vibes all around. It's all just so positive. You know, mm-hmm. everybody's so positive and, uh, there's no reason it shouldn't be like that. It's yeah. fantastic. And if they're not, they just get chased out of the building. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like right. a self-policing scene as well. So, <laughs> all right, man. Well, I mean, I guess that's going to do it. I mean, Lewis, thanks so much. I mean, best of luck with the, the dates in Europe coming up. Uh, Jolly family will be releasing around the same time you guys are in uh, Europe. What's, what's the actual release date? Uh, June 22nd is the official release date, but the, the album's up for pre-order right now. You can, you can find that on our website too, jollyband.com. And um, yeah, we uh, we got it for sale now, but officially June 22nd, it will be available. And speaking, speaking personally, Everywhere. go get it Sunday. <laughs> um, so no, just speaking personally, I would say, you know, my personal recommendation to anyone listening, pick up the deluxe edition because the extra tracks are totally worth it. There are songs on there that I thought were going to be on the main release, but now aren't. And it'd be a shame to miss out on those. So definitely grab the deluxe if you can. Uh, it'll be totally worth it. So uh, June 22nd, Jolly Family is coming out. Best of luck with the release, uh, the dates, the tour, everything. You know, future Patreon. Um, you know, we'd love to have you back anytime you want to come talk to us. We are always happy to help Jolly here at Sonic Perspectives. Excellent. Thank you, Austin. Really appreciate it. All right, so there you have it. Thanks so much for listening to this interview about the new album Family from Jolly with Jolly's drummer Lewis Abramson. Once again, this is Austin Coquel from Sonic Perspectives, and I'll leave you guys now with Lazarus Space Masala from Jolly's Family album coming out on June 22nd. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel, podcasts, all that good stuff. All the links are right here. And uh, thanks again for listening. We'll see you soon right here at Sonic Perspectives. On a distant planet, tyranny and injustice thrived, threatening the existence of life itself. This is the story of one man on his final mission to save the universe.
Mission complete, he sat down and closed his eyes. He began to feel like a nerve of peace. But just behind him, the enemy lurked, waiting.